Oh. Hello. Oh, boy. I think maybe in a different life, when I record an episode of this show, um, it'll be about something good. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good things that happen every day, everywhere. But can we really look at that stuff and say that it kind of outweighs the uh, consequences of the bad things that happen? Um, hi, buddy. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. This is episode 101, um, which is ironic because I'm going to talk about some education stuff. And unfortunately for you guys, um, this, I, I know that I talked, I'm trying to get fucking comfortable here, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I know I talked a lot about COVID stuff um, and all that quite extensively um, over the past, I don't know, three, four dozen episodes. But um, this whole education thing is um, really catching my attention now. So unfortunately, you have to listen to me talk about it if you choose to tune in. Um, but, you know, I'll mix it up where I can. So um, let me just... I don't think I've been really happy with how this audio has sounded lately. Just because I feel when I play it back, I have to really crank the volume to be able to hear it. Um, so I've been talking about this whole um, school board debates and, you know, parents arguing over what curriculum should be and what they should and shouldn't teach. And this did all kind of come about because of um, schools wanting to mandate masks in classrooms. Um, and then all of a sudden it became an interest in, well, if we're going to be mad about this one thing going on in the schools, what else can we look at and, um, try to be combative about? And it turned into, um, CRT and apparently it's also turning into, um, trying to challenge certain books that are held in schools. Um, that people think go against the standard, um, basically your Joe Sixpack viewpoint of America, um, anti-Christian, um, anti-heterosexual, um, anti-white stuff. Um, and people are creating basically problems for themselves with this. And uh, most recently, it was just yesterday that, um, I don't know, isn't it funny, like you don't know politicians' first names sometimes, but you know their last name? Um, in Virginia, um, whatever his first name is, Youngkin, won that election, and he basically ran off the idea that he wasn't going to um, allow schools to tell parents basically to lay off and that they were going to take care of the teaching, which is strange because I do think to a degree that parents should be involved 
It's the whole reason that you have, you know, parent-teacher meetings with your student and the teacher every once in a while, every, you know, once or twice a year. It's a reason that parents are on the school boards, but not to the extent of where they're educating, trying to educate and tell kids what they're going to learn. That's the educator's job and that's the state's job. Um, And personally, I, I don't think that the government should have any say in what schools teach because, I mean, I don't really mean that. I think that it would be nice to standardize like, okay, here's the basic, like this is what kids should know type of material that the government should, I don't want to say mandate, but standardize. Um, But with the politics that we see right now, I don't really see that as something feasible because it's just so biased. It's, you know, anything coming from um, someone on the left is going to be shunned by people on the right and vice versa. Um, So I I really don't think that's a a good environment right now. Um, and my issue is too, um, and I, I feel like people forgot about this, um, and I'll just pull up a thing here, uh, the whole thing now is that people don't understand what critical race theory is so they're upset about it because they think that it's making um, educators basically teach under philosophies that um, white people should hate themselves because of things that have happened in the past or things that shitty white people still do to this day Um, that it should be kind of like a communal shame amongst all white people good and bad um And so, obviously, uneducated people are turning that into some huge issue and blowing it out of proportion. And I even saw a news story earlier with a clip of uh, Tucker Carlson saying that he doesn't even know what it is, but at the same time, he's been bashing it because that's just how the game is played now. But what surprises me is that while people have an issue with there being a more upfront education about the bad things that are in the history of our country. Um, No one had an issue, well, no one on this side of the fence had an issue with Trump's whole proposal for what he called the 1776 Commission, um, which was to support what he called patriotic education. And I'm, I'm going to just try to pull up a thing real quick um, to, I might as well just read the story, honestly. Um, before I read this, I'm just going to say, I think that the whole patriotic education thing is not good. Um, and the whole thing is that Parents that are against CRT don't want um, what they call like a brainwashing or a radicalization of their kids. Um, I mean, which if there was any sort of thing like that going on in the schools, if you raise a kid right, they would be able to 
look at these things for themselves and make their decisions for themselves, um, you know, based on their understanding of morality and right and wrong. But um, it almost seems like an effort for these select parents and politicians to override those local educational systems to teach kids an improper history about America and probably other parts of the world too to develop more of what I guess you could say is like this um, white picket fence uh, Christian outlook on things um and i had this thought in my head yesterday i was like imagine because I, I had mentioned the thing a few weeks ago or last week or whatever about the parents that were mad because uh they their kid came home with a book about um i think it was called anti-racist and they were mad about that um but basically this whole thing is like well I think that I, I read a quote from a guy earlier today and I wish I could find the article. I just read it when I was scrolling through the the page of all the news articles and stuff. Um, and he said that he preferred a more traditional American educational system that focused on uh, Christianity and conservative politics and you know, the, the excellence of America's past and present. Um, and it's just, that's, it's cherry picking and it leaves out other variables. Um, not a lot of people care about Christianity or religion at all. Um, so reading that was just very kind of eye-opening. The fact that there's thousands of people that believe that, you know, what's the other thing he said? Oh, yeah, he's, he believe in, um, you know, the, the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem at schools, but their issue is that they don't want indoctrination, but somehow, you know, having a five-year-old stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance, not knowing what any of it means, um, isn't indoctrination at all. I, I don't think that kids really thought about the pledge. I, I sure didn't when I was at school. I just knew that I had to stand up and put my hand on my chest and say the pledge and then sit down and start my day. Um, <clears throat> I mean, to me, it's just strange to have to do that every day in school. If you go to a sporting event, they play the national anthem. Um, it's just always, I mean, I know that it's got like long history or whatever, but it's just bizarre to me. Um, you know, you got people that are, plastered, drunk out of their minds, halfway into outer space, um, standing in bleachers, saying the national anthem just because, just because, um, but anyways, uh, okay, so I'll read this one first, um, what is the meaning of American history according to the 1776 report rushed out by a presidential commission of the same name just two days before Trump left office and terminated by Biden on his first day uh, begins and ends with the fundamental truths expressed in the nation's founding documents. Um, quote, we will, we must always hold these truths, the reports unnamed authors insist, if we hope to transcend the deep divisions that plague the nation 
only if schools convey a true education, quote-unquote, based on the principles of equality, liberty, justice, and government by consent, will a national renewal be possible. The simple quasi-theological way of understanding the past harks back to the 19th century before history became a real academic discipline. Back then, school children imbibed the patriotic speeches in their McGuffrey's readers compiled by an eponymous Presbyterian minister in the 1830s. Wealthy white gentlemen like George Bancroft and Francis Parkman wrote best-selling sagas about visionary founders and intrepid frontiersmen. Parson Mason Weems wrote a popular biography of George Washington that concocted the uplifting tale about the general and first president who displayed his virtuous character as a boy when he confessed to cutting down a cherry tree with his little hatchet. Weems told historical lies in order to impress upon the young the importance of telling the truth. Uh, Richard Hofstadter, the great liberal historian, remarked, um, there's nothing wrong with venerating allegedly timeless tales, but that is a task for preachers and ceremonial orators, not historians. Uh, hardly anyone who writes and teaches about the American past at the college level today, whatever his or her politics, would confuse the worship of founding principles with the effort to make sense of how the United States developed and changed. Um, it is telling that not a single member of the 1776 commission was a professional historian of the nation whose essence they lauded and which they vowed to make the core of a patriotic education. Uh, historians study all manner of sources published and otherwise in a quest to explain why Americans held the beliefs they did and whether their actions matched their creed. We know that fierce conflicts raged from the start over how to divine, define the nation's professed ideals and how to apply them. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the leading force behind the 1619 Project, uh, published in the newspaper, disagreed sharply with her academic critics about the role of slavery in the founding of the Republic but both parties grounded their arguments primarily in research and analysis rather than invocation. Uh, the same is true for historians who devote their lives to studying such controversial subjects as the progressive era, segregation, the civil rights movement, communism and socialism, and identity politics, all of which the 1776 report praises or damns depending on whether each adhered to its forswore, to or forswore, sorry, its conception of American values. Uh, yet one reason histori historians argue fruitfully, if endlessly, about such topics is that they appreciate that how one defines those values helps determine the way one interprets what occurred. Uh, in the 60s, the Americans who staged peaceful demonstrations to integrate bus stations, restaurants, and workplaces, and those who sent the police to beat them up both claimed they're upholding the causes of liberty and justice, um, which I think is a point that's super relevant to how things are today, where... Um, there's just a, a strong sense of confidence um, in people's opinions. Um, and even more frightening now that I think about this, uh, yesterday there was a giant crowd that gathered in Texas because they thought that JFK Jr. was going to reappear, um, claiming that he had been in hiding for the past few decades or whatever, um, and that he was going to announce that uh, Trump won the election in 2020 and that uh, JFK Jr. himself was going to be Trump's vice president um, and that they were going to, like, take America back. Um, and people gathered in belief that this would happen. And then when he wasn't showing up, I guess that the assumption was later on that he was going to appear at a Rolling Stones concert that night. Um, 
and again, as crazy as it sounds, people actually gathered believing that this was going to happen. Um, and a lot of these people are the same ones that think that they should have a say in what occurs in a child's classroom. Um, and some of them may very well obtain that ability to make those decisions, um, you know, after seeing how last night's election in Virginia went, uh, which is just scary to think about. Um, and it opens my eyes to the possibility of uh, private schools and homeschooling in the future. <laughs> um, let's see here. But between George Wallace's idea that freedom meant the right to exclude black people from one's property and Martin Luther King Jr.'s view that it meant giving everyone equal access to that it meant giving equal access to everyone, there could be no compromise. Excuse me. The 1776 report also abounds in blatant contradictions. It praises Dr. King and condemns socialism while neglecting to mention that his speeches to labor audiences often included insertion, assertions like this one, quote, call it democracy or call it democratic socialism, but there must be a better distribution of wealth within this country for all God's children. It damns the progressive office holders of the late 19th and early 20th centuries as elitist without recognizing that the most significant reforms they enacted from the popular elections of senators and referendum and recall to the establishment of the Federal Reserve and the FDA uh, responded to mass demands from below. Blah, 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 blah. Um, near the end of the report, there appears an honor roll of timeless stories, quote, timeless stories and noble heroes that inspire Americans to be good, brave, diligent, daring, generous, honest, and compassionate, which are all words that Madison Cawthorn thinks of when he goes into the woods and punches dead trees. Um, the authors include This Land is Your Land, perhaps unaware that Woody Guthrie meant his song as a protest of Irvin Ber Irving Berlin's Sunny God Bless America, or that when he composed it in 1940, the Dust Bowl troubadour was contributing a regular column to the West Coast newspaper of the Communist Party. Being a radical, it turned out, did not prevent one from creating a patriotic anthem for the ages. At its core, the 1776 report reveals a profound ignorance about what professional historians of the United States actually think and do. While most contemporary scholars in the field do lean left in their politics, none I know of holds, quote, at least very least disdain and at worst outright hatred for the country, as the report alleges. If they share any view of Americanism, it would probably echo Obama's 2013 statement that the signal, quote, lesson of our past is, quote, people who love their country can change it. Uh, historians describe and okay, I'm not going to read this whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, so I mean, imagine if he got back into office, um, that would be, ooh. I mean, and honestly too, um, with such a turn of events in Virginia, um, you know, midterms in next year, um, there could be many changes that occur. Um, and honestly, I think that this whole, cause there's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. Um, and I, I see Joe Biden tweet about once a week, Oh, it's time that, you know, billionaires pay their fair share of taxes. Um, you know, someone shouldn't have to, 
you know, sacrifice whatever to, you know, pay a medical bill or people shouldn't go in debt because of, you know, they need medication. It's like, okay, you're the president. Go do that then. It's this whole, oh, we shouldn't have to do this. We shouldn't have to do that. That's the shit that someone says before they get elected. Um, now that you've been elected, it's time to do those things. Um, and it's weird too, because it feels like they haven't really done much, but at the same time, it's not Trump, which is something that I I don't like to say because I, I really think that we should move on and just wait for his diet to kill him and just not talk about him anymore. But it's become so mainstream and such a polarizing, uh, absurd contrast to to make that it's literally impossible not to mention him because there's all these politicians now who feel kind of emboldened um, because he's brought all these strange traits out of the woodwork that have kind of been dormant in, in people for quite a while. Um, yeah. So, um, like I said, one of the things with the whole educational kerfuffle, um, is books. And I like books, you know, I like books. Um, I think sometimes I read stuff that wouldn't be popular in most progressive people's eyes. Um, but I'm okay with that because my reasoning is that I'm curious as to what it says. And when I read stuff, I look for things that I agree with and also disagree with because, you know, building those arguments up in my brain is interesting to me. Um, and I think it makes me a little smarter, but a lot of this stuff that I'm seeing, um, I saw that Greg Abbott, uh, called any books that discuss any sort of LGBTQ type stuff, um, as pornography. And I've also seen, um, this whole montage of conservative politicians talking about, um, you know, men aren't men anymore. Um, men are playing too many video games and watching too much porn, um, masculinity's dying, all this stuff. We need to, you know, fix households and this whole thing of, you know, men don't want to be with their families and all this stuff. Um, just a lot of finger pointing, um, and not a lot of looking in the mirror going on. Um, but going back to this whole book thing, um, a lot of it is we need these books out of school libraries. And I guess people, I have to look this up too, because it mentions it in this article. Um, and I personally haven't seen any stories of public libraries being, uh, having, having books stolen from them for the sake of people not being exposed to what's in the books. Um, being public libraries, having books stolen I don't know it'll know what I'm talking about um or will it 
hold on. Um, what, what should I Google? Libraries. Banned. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Libraries banning books. Here we go. Um, fuck. It's always the articles that you find that you want to read again that you can't find again. Um, do, 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 do. Okay. I, I guess I'll just touch on this. They might mention it in the article somewhere. Uh, NPR, uh, Texas governor decre decrees uh, school... Or, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. School book... School library books with, quote, pornographic or obscene material. Um, acting like they're, you know, shelving Kama Sutra. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is asking the state's association of school boards to, quote, ensure no child is exposed to pornography or other inappropriate content in a Texas public school in the latest Republican attempt to dictate what can and can't be taught in classrooms. <coughs> Uh, in a Monday letter to the executive board of the Texas Association of School Boards, Abbott said that parents have the right to shield their children from obscene content in schools and that public schools shouldn't have pornographic or obscene material. He asked the organization to determine the extent to which such material exists and remove it. Um, it sounds like conservatives are big on helicopter parenting, um, which could probably explain why so much of our generation is so miserable and spiteful. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, quote, a growing number of parents in Texas students, uh, sorry, a growing number of parents of Texas students are becoming increasingly alarmed about some of the books and other content found in public school libraries that are extremely inappropriate in the public educational system, he wrote. The most flagrant examples include clearly pornographic images and substances that have no place in the Texas public education system. I wonder if he's referring to like, you know, ancient art pieces where people aren't wearing clothes. Um, and I think too, something tells me that some of these politicians have like a uh, studded paddle that they beat themselves with whenever they think about, you know, pleasuring themselves or anything like that that doesn't have anything to do with all that, you know, weird... Um, stuff that they believe. Um, I was watching a video yesterday of God, what's his name? Josh Hawley talking about the whole masculinity thing, and I was like, something tells me that that guy like burns cigarettes on his stomach whenever he thinks about stuff that he doesn't think he should think about. Um, Letter doesn't provide any specific examples of such content because, let's be honest, people that want these books pulled from shelves aren't reading them. Um, I find that whenever people actually have an issue with a book, it doesn't seem like they read it. Um, I mean, that's the whole argument right there, really. Texas school libraries are governed by their independent districts as well by standards established and approved by the state, as Abbott noted in the letter. While classroom textbooks are reviewed and adopted by the state's Board of Education, library books are reviewed at the district level. 
Um, let me just fast forward here and see if I see anything about public libraries. Uh, okay, so here it is. A 16-page list of roughly 850 book titles, most of which appear to be related to gender identity, sexuality, race, and sexual health. They were published between the 1960s and this year. The, the irony of pulling books that are about sexuality and sexual health in a state where they've essentially made abortion illegal. Um, literally just completely wiping the ability for people to be remotely educated on issues that pertain to a state that's basically stripping sense away from the people. Um, yeah. Of the first 100 titles listed, 97 were written by women, people of color, or LGBTQ authors. Um, Quote, human sexuality, STDs, uh, HIV or AIDS, sexually explicit images, graphic presentations of sexual behavior that's in violation of the law, or contain material that might make students feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or other any other form of psychological distress because of their race or sex, or convey that a student by virtue of their race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. So basically what this says to me is... <coughs> Um, you can't think for yourself. We don't want you to read these things because God forbid you get exposed to any ideas that are, uh, you know, unfamiliar to what your parents shout at the news every night during dinner. Um, I mean, doesn't that sound kind of... I remember the whole thing after the 2016 election was this whole mockery of like the whole safe space, which I think is a silly word for it. Um, but hey, people like to get away. And the whole mockery of that, um, as we see now, was pretty reasonable. Well, not the mockery of it, but the, the reason that people were in need of kind of a place for solitude. Um reasonable but this whole thing with um you know sexually explicit images and psychological distress because of reading something that makes them feel like they're something that they don't believe they are and all that stuff i really think that reasonable people um intellectual people and pretty much just more moderate people need to start speaking up about these things because we're really quiet most of the time and just kind of observe all these happenings. Um, but the people that make all the noise and have all the opinions are either way, way, way too far to the left or way, way, way too far to the right. And I feel like once you go that far down whatever road you choose to go down, the further you get, the more distant you get from being able to critically think about things. Um, I mean, if you don't like a book because, uh, I don't know, what what's one of these things here? Because it has sexually explicit images in it, then don't read it. <laughs> 
you know, it, it, they put that stuff in a separate section anyways. And they do that because they know only a select few people are going to go buy it and check it out anyways. I don't understand the issue here because this whole, basically what the message is from more Republican people is that, well, I have the ability to choose. Um, but basically what that's looking more like now is most of you voted for me. So I'm going to make the decisions for everybody about what they can and can't do, what they can or can't read, um, and what they should or shouldn't believe in. Um, and basically my beliefs are going to serve as consequences to reasonable people. Um, which one, I don't think is fair. And as much as I hate to say this right now, cause it sounds like I'm one of the dopey people, it doesn't really seem constitutional in the sense of freedom of expression and thought. Um, and it just seems kind of, uh, I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. It kind of seems 1984-y um, with the whole, we don't want to be exposed to these ideas. So we're just going to, instead of, you know, I don't know, a, a parent that doesn't have their, you know, critical thinking skills developed. Um, if a parent wants to unload their ideas onto that child, you know, as unfortunate as, as, as it is, I mean, what are you going to do about it? You know, hopefully the kid grows up and is able to think for themselves and weigh variables and whatnot. But what are you going to do about it? You know, I think the schools are different. I think that, I mean, personally, me, I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Texas, but I've never really come across a book in a school library that has anything to do with sex or um, inherent racism or anything that is sexually explicit or has... Uh, sexual behavior that's in violation of the law depicted in it. Um, to me, this sounds more of like a conservative Christian cleansing of publicational well, publications and reading material. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. And as much as I hate this too, <coughs> run my mouth all day and then. Mm. Um, as much as I hate this too, the word culture war, um, it kind of is because half the country thinks one thing and half the country thinks another thing. And then you have all the quiet people in the middle that. It's like the meme with the dog sitting at the table drinking his coffee where everything's on fire around him. And he's like, this is fine. Because, I mean, there's really not much we can do about it. It's all going to crumble at some point anyways, and we're all going to be on the fault line. But this says the culture war isn't contained to Texas. Um, which, as we know, Virginia, um, Florida, 
Uh, yeah. Pick a place. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So there's that. Well, let me read this one real quick. This is from Harper's Bazaar, uh, written by a librarian. It says, public libraries are under attack. Here's how you can help former librarian Angie Manfredi on the freedom to read and what you can do to support your local libraries from encroaching censorship. Um, which is so funny, too, because the people on the right are the ones that are always talking about, oh, you know, we can't just go around canceling whoever we want and canceling ideas and saying you can't do this and that but i think you know the most egregious thing that you could do is tell a whole population of people that they can't read something um now i guess i could understand if someone was reading mein Kampf and then you know lighting it on fire snorting the ashes and then you know running around downtown with a tiki torch. But, I mean, if you want to read the book, I, I mean, I guess that's okay. I, I know a few people that have read it, and it, it was basically a propaganda piece that Hitler wrote to make people sympathize with him. Um, the book was, I mean, in English, it means my struggle, and it was a propaganda piece. So it's kind of a look inside his mind as to how he perceived perceived himself. Um controversial I guess it, it could be um, it, it was written by probably the worst man in the history of the world uh, um, you know but it's it's a look inside the guy's brain and I think that most people would just kind of be curious as to what was going on in there um, but to ban books just because you don't agree with them. Um, I think that's just an intellectual misstep. And it kind of... So trying to think like they would think as to why they would do this, you can... I don't want to say that, but you can kind of rationalize if you try to think in that mindset why they would want to do this because they don't want people exposed to it. They don't want their children exposed to it. They don't want their kids hanging out with other kids that have been exposed to it. Um, but that's, I, I don't think that's for the government to decide. Um, and I, I really honestly think that parents who don't, ever pick up a book um, have a right to say that they don't want certain things being available to their children to read or be exposed to. Um, they, they fucking might as well go to school with them every day and then when they sit in on health class, um, you know, dictate what, what the lesson is because they don't want their child to be exposed to anything that's not a heterosexual couple, two kids, uh, golden retriever, white picket fence, church on Sundays, and twice on holidays. I I don't think that that is what this whole existence should be about. Um, 
just seems dumb, misguided, miseducated. Um, you know, I think that people will get into their corners so deep that eventually, you know, they'll find that they're in a pocket that they don't want to be in and then they'll have to eat their way out, um, you know, politically, socially. Um, you know, that's why, honestly, I mean, I, I like a lot of the progressive stuff, but I, I think that, you know, if you take all of it, like every single detail and add all of it up, it's just, I mean, it's not the same as the right, but it's just too far. Um, like I said, too far either way, just, I, I feel like you get stuck. Um, and, and then the ability to truly think about things is jaded by this mindset that you've kind of adapted to. Um, and like I said, I respect a lot of it and I, I support a lot of it, but that doesn't mean that I'm 100% there with it. Um, <clears throat> it, I like the message, but I guess I just don't like the delivery. Um, and even though I support it, I would do it on my own rather than kind of falling in line with the, the presentation of ideas. Um, I think it goes for, that goes for most things. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. It's just, we feel like everything is so polarized now that we need to pick a side. My wife has called me twice now, so I'm just going to text her really quick to let her know that I didn't have a stroke or something. Okay. So I'll keep on with this, uh, library thing. Uh, as results for the Virginia governor's race began to filter in this past Tuesday, it seemed clear that Republican Glenn, I thought his name was Terry, but Terry's the Democratic guy. Uh, it seemed clear that Republican Glenn Youngkin was going to pull off a narrow victory, defeating Democratic candidate Terry McAuliffe. There are plenty of hot-button discourse topics about this race that will no doubt be rehashed endlessly, but as a librarian, I believe that I knew what had really gotten people clutching their pearls and pouring into polling places books. Uh, Youngkin's campaign got a lot of traction from one of the oldest of techniques, scaring white suburban parents about the books their children might be reading. But no educators or librarians I know are surprised. For months now, there's been building pressure from right-wing groups gloops, like No Left Turn in Education, who've been setting up adults to go after books and even displays in public and school libraries. In Utah, Utah State Board of Education member Natalie Klein excuse me, received a reprimand from the board for her continued incitement of what they classified as hate speech, which only encouraged supporters to increase threats inclined to continue posting, including going as far to say that a local library was engaging in grooming for having a pride display put up. In Wyoming, a complaint to the sheriff's department from a local church about books with queer content prompted local prosecutors to review the case, and there are just a few examples. There are many more. Um... Those efforts aren't just limited to red states. This is a nationwide movement, and it's only growing. Giant conservative think tanks like the Manhattan Institute and PragerU have toolkits and video libraries all ready to go with information about how parents can, quote, stand up to their school boards and libraries. Uh, nationwide, public and school librarians, along with teachers, have been under constant siege from this tide of complaints and objections, often from people who've never read books they're upset about 
or who are deliberately picking out of context passages. Uh, librarians and educa educators who haven't received formal challenges or are aware they could come at any time and face any other kind of direct, indirect harassment, from angry emails to books that, quote, go missing from shelves. The fact is, it's incredibly draining and hostile time to be working in an education field and in public libraries. Teachers and librarians, exhausted from often working public-facing positions during the pandemic, have watched as backlash against sensible public health measures like masks and vaccines, have mutated into full-on attacks on their professionalism and their collections, which have been curated for all children. Um, which is why now is the time that you can do something to help your local public library and schools. If they're not currently under attack and pressure from the forces I've outlined here, you can be assured that they're aware of them and might even be anxious about them. You can do something to counter this rising tide of uninformed efforts to remove materials and displays. First, if you're not already a user of your local public library, um, and then basically this whole thing just says get a library card, participate in events at your library, and I think it even says write them a letter to say that you defend uh, you know, the library and what it stands for and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. basically what it's saying is libraries are valuable resources. There's people that, and I like to use this as kind of like a, a backhanded insult, but there's people that don't read, um, that have a problem with libraries, like people that literally don't read. Um, and I, honestly, I think they need to be ignored. Um, you have the right to speak, but we have a right to, you know, pretend we didn't hear you. And I just think that it's kind of ridiculous that we're in this situation. Um, and I don't think that people are as concerned as they should be. Um, there's this whole... Mm, uh, cognitive dissonance about... Well, it's not even that. It's just a blatant bias of you know uh, Trump's sister writes a book about him um, he fights to get it not published I remember when I went to buy the book they told me that I had to wait two more days because their shipment hadn't come yet because he had put out like a lawsuit or something where they, they were trying to stop the book from being published um, so you can't do that but you could pull just about anything else off the shelf that doesn't agree with you know, your worldview on sexuality and, and race relations and social issues and uh, sex and sexual health. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And to people that make an effort to use their brains and learn things, it's just kind of, you know, kicking sand right at them. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame that politicians are getting involved in it. Um, I was reading this other article, and again, not on my phone, but um, it was basically saying that large issues in the past have come from the origin being 
well, now what are we going to do with the kids in the classrooms? What are we going to do about what we teach them? Um, I'd say to completely leave politics out of the classroom and completely leave uh, religion out of the classroom. Um, I, I see no issue with telling a high school health class that, you know, this is how you create life. This is how... I remember I had a... a our teacher put a condom on a banana in our health class and no one, no one had to go to the emergency room because of it. Um, but you know, I, I feel like if that happened in the wrong local area, uh, somewhere in the country, now you would have parents at the next PTO meeting, you know, clutching rosaries and, screaming at the ceiling um it's not it's not a knock on christianity it just so happens that that's kind of the category that a lot of these people fall into um you know what better way to teach someone about you know sexual health than shaming them for what their preferences are it just it's logistically and intellectually it makes no sense and psychologically i think it's more damaging than some kid opening a book and saying that he saw a titty uh that he doesn't think he should have seen because he wasn't married to that woman it just is kind of like satirical almost the way some people act about this stuff um just i don't know other synonyms of nonsense that I can insert here. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to read another article, but I kind of don't want to. So there. Um, that's all I got. I just wanted to talk about that. Um, and I... Uh, hold on a minute. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. What was I going to say? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my uh, social psychology class that I'm taking right now, we have to do... Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to do for it. I'm supposed to write a paper and make a video of me talking about the ideas in my paper. Um, but I'm actually kind of glad I recorded this because... Um, or that I'm getting interested in this whole debacle. Um, I, I was going to do, um, cause it's supposed to be about a social issue and we're basically supposed to break it down from both sides, um, and kind of dissect and, uh, hunt for solutions basically. Um, and I was initially going to do people versus, not versus like physically, but, you know, in principle, um, people versus uh, police. Obviously, we know why. Um, but I emailed my professor today because I have a draft of this project that's due um, 
at the end of this weekend and I asked him if I could change my topic to um, the politicization. I've been up since three. It's been a long day. Um, Parents dragging politics into classrooms. Um, Yeah. And that whole thing which is what I just talked about for the past whatever hour or whatever. Um, because I, I don't think that it's an issue that's going to go anywhere. Um, and unfortunately a bunch of politicians are starting to pick up on it and realize that it could win them votes. Um, if they say that they'll do the right things. Um, and I, I think that the only, obstacle that they're going to face with trying to become, I think what Kevin McCarthy said was going to be the party of education, um, is that that would kind of obligate them to read stuff, um, which I just think they're at a disadvantage when it comes to that. Um, but it, I, Definitely is going to be something that I talk about quite a bit, um, at least for this foreseeable future. Um, so yeah, I would really like to, uh, chat with some people about this. So if you have any thoughts, um, shoot them my way, uh, email, DM, whatever. Um, and you know, if we have a a good conversation. I will, uh, ask permission to, um, credit your thoughts in this project that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, thanks for hanging out. I will not tune in again this weekend just cause I got a lot going on. Um, but I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.